Alrighty, once again, we're back at you with Podcast 103. Welcome in Airborne, uh, where we are first in flight. Man, we have a lot, a lot on the table right now. I have a lot, lot to cover uh, with this uh, episode. Uh, school started back up for me, so um, I'm going to try to release these on at least a weekly so, or a bi-weekly basis. Um, get us uh, caught up with the things that's happening on the Airborne, because, you know, we first in flight here. Um, so a uh, couple things we want to talk about is um, uh, we're going to talk about the release of the uh, power rankings. Um, we're also going to talk about the Bucks off to a 4-0 start. Had a nice little interview with the Bucks owner. Uh, we actually going to have him uh, on the show uh, for the next podcast. I'm looking to get uh, people into the show. Uh, to ask a few questions, get their answers and things and thoughts around the league. Um, uh, Ty and Pat went head to head. Uh, Pat uh, prevailing in that game in their heated rivalry. And then we have the losers corner uh, featuring the bottom of the league um, with Hairline Shans, uh, Craig, Jordan, uh, and Brandon, and the Bears owner. Uh, we want to see who's going to be the first uh, to win or race to first to win uh, their first game in Airborne and everything. Um, so we'll definitely uh, look into that. Um, right now, we want to talk about this hot topic, man. And I think QB of the year uh, coming in hot right now is going to be Cardell Jones, man. He is the hero out there in San Diego. Um, Owner Dawson got this man playing out of his mind, leading the league with uh, 1,364 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and only three picks. Uh, 101 QB rating right now. So, so far, uh, over the first five weeks, man, this guy is in fuego, man. It's hard to stop right now um, for any uh, team in the uh, AFC. Um, said he's been put into a good system when I spoke with Cardell Jones. Um, said he's free to play his game. And, uh, you know, he's okay now to be able to take shots, whereas in previous systems, he wasn't okay to take any shots and everything like that. Um, so, you know, kind of slowed down his growth. Man, we have the infamous Quentin Nelson back. Um, this guy is going to make a return like Sting from the Wolfpack. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. Old WCW dance, man. Who is Quentin Nelson? That's what I want to know. Need to find out who this guy is. Uh, he's popping up everywhere. It's a phenomenon right now in Airborne. So we need to see what's going on with this guy um, named Quentin Jones. The feature game of the week was between the Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. Dolphins came out 17-13, man. Um, when I first uh, saw the name Kyle Brown, I thought he was a bum. You know, I thought I was going to win, but this guy is actually playing lights out. He, he smacked me the first week. Um, I didn't put that on the podcast because obviously it's my podcast. And I don't want to expose myself, <laughs> but man, it was a really tough game, man. He beat me. Um, the Dolphins moved to five and zero, man. Is this a repeat of the '72 season? Who knows, man? They're playing tough ball right now. Uh, the Dolphin fans are finally excited again. You know, down there in the Miami area, it's led by defense of uh, uh, led by their defense, man. Defense of stud Raekwon. Salute to the chef, uh, McMillan. He has four sacks, one pick, two forced fumbles. Uh, and he's just playing lights out right now from his linebacker position. And Rashard Jones, uh, who is the uh, heart and soul of that defense, uh, leads the secondary with four picks, man. Followed by uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, their rookie uh, free safety, who's a hybrid player. He could play all over the place with three picks. And we also got the Vikings. They're playing lights out right now. Four-frank defense in the league. Um, them boys balling out over there in Skull Land, man. So um, uh, that's that's really that's a really tough... Uh, Really tough place to go in and try to win. Uh, the Bucks are playing legendary right now. Um, they have the league's second best defense. They have eight sacks, 15 picks. Um, um, Brent 
uh, wife will get at you, Grimes, because, you know, she stay going off on people. I mean, he's leading the senior citizen committee um, with stellar play right now. Uh, he actually was defensive player of the week last week with um, two tackles and three interceptions. He is uh, having a, a phenomenal year. AFC player, defensive player of the week was Rashard Jones, three tackles, two picks. Uh, the offensive players of the week, respectively, in the AFC was Pat Mahomes. This guy had 459 passing yards, four passer TDs. Wow, he was out there balling. And uh, Mr. Jones II, the running back from the Bucks, 15 carries, 130 yards. He also had three receptions for 69 yards and one reception TD. He also put up two uh, rushing touchdowns too, man. Whoever had him in fantasy week eight, 31 points total right there. So that was a pretty, pretty good productive week. Um, on the flip side of things, you know, everything don't always go good, man. We got the Rams uh, leading the leagues in giveaways uh, with 26 and a minus 19 turnover ratio. This is absolutely nuts. Minus 19 uh, turnover ratio uh, differential. Um, who would have figured after, you know, they was giving away players. Um, so uh, talking with the uh, management team, he's now on league suicide watch. Probably won't be too short before he pulls the plug. Um, league leaders in passing. TDs is uh, Cardell Jones. We got uh, the Russian leader, uh, Darius Goose. Or a geese, a goose, whatever it is. He's running wild for them skins down there. Um, Ty Hill leading all the receivers. Uh, and it's a host of other things going on in the league that we will definitely get to on our upcoming podcast. Like I said, um, I'm looking forward to interviewing the Bucks owner on the uh, next podcast, which should be up shortly. And uh, we'll go into some uh, questions that I want to ask him and uh, talk about his philosophy and see, you know, how things are going. Um, before I go, we want to get into these power rankings, though. Um, we have the Cowboys at one um, for the league power rankings. Cowboys at one, skins at two, Chargers at three, Bucks at four, Vikings at five. My top five is a little bit different. I got the Chargers at one. I got the Bucks at two. I got the Vikings at three, the Cowboys at four, and the Skins at five. I mean, you could go either way. These guys are all playing lights out. Um, it's no coincidence that they all have top five defenses also. Um, you know, so these are going to be some tough uh, players to play against uh, if you have them on your schedule. I know I have the Chargers on my schedule. I think I'm going to have uh, West Nile disease when I get ready to play them. Um, you know, because uh, that's not a, it's not a game I actually want to run into. But Airborne, man, it's been a pleasure coming back at you with this brief episode. Like I said, we have a next, the next episode is a hot episode. We're going to have the Bucks owner on the line. He's coming in. We're going to ask some questions, get into some league ideas. Um, and we look forward to, to having him on here. Hey, I might have a guest surprise owner on here too. So we can actually talk about their team and see how they doing and things of that nature, man. But it's been a pleasure. Continue to serve the community out here Airborne and good night. Welcome into the Airborne Live podcast. We are now live, and we have the Bucks owners here with us uh, for this podcast segment. Uh, Zach, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself. I cannot complain, man. I have a couple questions that I want to ask you. Um, you're doing really, really well right now in, uh, in Airborne. Um, fourth best ranked defense right now. First in takeaways. Um, you're playing really good ball. Uh, at at this point, and uh, uh, one of the first questions that I wanted to ask you was, um, 
Uh, does stick skills matter this Madden? Of course they do. They they matter all every Madden, man. Um, one thing I've noticed is that the bait is very important. You got to make sure that you can trick your opponent into thinking somebody's going to be open, but then in the last second be able to say, you thought, and get that interception. Give it more, you know, possessions to your offense so you can score more points. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It seems like um, uh, people keep falling into the lull of of having their eye on one receiver when they pass in the ball as if they don't have four other receivers in a four-receiver set or six other uh, targets if they're using a shotgun spread or something of that nature. Uh, sometimes we fall in love with that favorite guy, uh, which leads to a lot of those baits and things of that nature. Um, um, your success <clears throat> is, is, is really, really uh, good right now. Um, uh, Dawson had the uh, power rankings as um, the Cowboys first, Skin second, Chargers third. He had Jew fourth, and he had the Vikings fifth. Um, but I, I just, you know, my power ranking was a little bit different. I kind of looked at the defense. Um, I kind of looked at, you know, um, who you actually played as far as uh, the level of stick skill, things of that nature. And um, I came up with my power rankings. I had the um, the uh, Chargers first. I had the Bucks second. Um, well, you second. I had the Vikings third, Cowboys and Skins to uh, 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 to follow. Um, <clears throat> and I just wanted to know um, what has led to your success in Airborne, despite all the hate. Um, um, what, what keeps you afloat and keep your team being so successful as you start the season as one of the top teams in the league? Well, you, you mentioned about you know, despite being hated, at some point you got to realize the haters will end up being your motivators. So you really got to just keep your head down when the game time comes. You just got to execute your game plan. We have a really good game plan that we like to execute, very balanced attack. Like you said, um, sometimes somebody can feel like they're going to stare down one receiver. Um I coach Jameis up to make sure that he tries to find the open receiver and take what the defense gives you. So what we can do is go down the field methodically, use the running game to complement the passing game, and, you know, that's score more points you than your opponent ends up in wins. And so, yeah, I think I can attribute just having a sound game plan going every week and uh, – use the motivation that the haters give me to go out there and get the dubs. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Uh, because sometimes uh, hate can be a great motivator when it comes to uh, putting together good game plans and, and proving uh, people wrong and, uh, and that arena and everything. Um, also too, um, I know that you uh, take what the, uh, what the defense give you, but you're also taking a lot away from other offenses too with those 15 picks and eight sacks look like you have a light, uh, you know, a really good balanced defense. Um, I'm working there. Um, some rumors that are going around right now uh, that the bucks are uh, planning to move out of Tampa. I mean, attendance is at its all time high. Um, why would that be a choice right now? If that's something that the ownership group is actually thinking about. So we originally were thinking to, uh, you know, start a new and then, um, once we saw the locations of where we were to go to, we really didn't uh, feel like it would be the best idea. So 
we grouped back together actually, and uh, we're gonna stick in Tampa for the long haul. We're gonna keep we, you know. Okay, I mean, you just recently had that stadium built too, so that's actually a good yeah. thing to do. It'd be good for the uh, Tampa Bay area fans. Seems like they give you a lot of support out there. Exactly, and um, we we love the fans here. Uh, it just the other locations that were offered just weren't going to be better than the fans we got here. And we are also taking feedback. We do realize that our bathrooms are outdated, and we do need to uh, increase the quality of food and possibly decrease the prices to make the fans even happier. So um, a plan, our plan going further is to uh, renovate Raymond James stadium and uh, make things a little bit better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, those are all sound ideas. Um, I think uh, ownership groups are looking for that across the league right now, um, but it does help when you win. And right now you're definitely on a roll. Looks like you have a couple of, uh, uh, good opponents coming up, um, but seem like you have a sound game plan and things of that nature. Um, it's also been absolutely great having you here on the podcast. I uh, look forward to uh, getting back with you uh, towards the end of the season, see if we can kind of continue this on to be able to match those 72 Dolphins with that undefeated season um, and uh, hopefully bring uh, the second Super Bowl down there to Tampa. It's been a pleasure talking to you. You too, man. God, man, I got to take one week at a time. We ain't ready for the Super Bowl yet. We're ready for week week six, man. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're on the bye week, man. Them bye weeks are tough, man. At least you get to get your game plan and stuff together, but them bye weeks are definitely tough. Man, that bye week beat me bad. (laughs) players had to get some ice baths, man. Practice was tough. Yeah, I know those those guys are definitely uh, eager to get back out there on the field. Quan Alexander and that very stout linebacker group that you got. But like I said, once again, man, it was a pleasure talking to you on the podcast. Uh, hopefully get you back in in a couple of weeks down the road and uh, see how everything's going again. No doubt, man. Take care. Take care. You too.